Danielle Houston. I'm the host of this podcast, The Checkup. I am also a health and welfare advisor at Locked In Companies. Today, I have two innovative healthcare veterans with me who are going to talk with us about an emerging solution with direct primary care. Would you help me welcome Drew Callisted and Ken Sloan. They are co-founders of Agility Innovation Partners. They are a team of healthcare executives and thought leaders. They team up with early adopter benefit advisors like those of us at Lockton and health plan sponsors to solve healthcare's biggest challenges. And I think we can all name some of those or certainly identify what some of those challenges are very easily. Agility identifies partners with those select emerging healthcare solutions and accelerates the distribution and adoption of the innovation to reach more people faster. The Agility Innovation Partner community changes lives, removes cost, and improves health. And Agility calls this value-based innovation. And for those of you who have listened to the checkup and know some of the things that I have covered up to this point, I love any kind of hopeful message in healthcare that gives us a bit of a a beacon of hope here that there is healthcare that is accessible, affordable, and solutions out there that are looking for new ways to deliver something better. So welcome to the checkup, Drew and Ken. Thank you, Danielle. Great, great intro there. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Really happy to have you. Well, thank you. So Drew, you're going to kick us off and I want to jump right in because we have a lot of ground to cover and let's also just put out there, we're going to break this into two separate recordings so that people can, you know, have some digestible bites here and we're going to lay the groundwork with why direct primary care and go through and give us these, the three topics that we're going to talk through today. Sure, sure. Thank you for the, for the, for the setup there. So at, at a high level, um, we all know at some level, healthcare today in our country is broken and it's expensive and it's really not exactly perfect right now. So direct primary care is a new, really not brand new, but a new and emerging uh, innovation that's come there's really three topics around direct primary care. If you don't know what it is, uh, the first is the direct primary care movement itself. Uh, it's been going for about 10 years. It's one of the fastest, biggest conversations in healthcare. Um, most healthcare just pays for and finances sickness, most insurance. And uh, we're really kind of forgetting about just taking care of ourselves. So direct primary care and the primary care movement is stepping back and keeping the things simple. Secondly, out of three, if you haven't noticed, Amazon just announced Amazon care. Well, what is Amazon care? Well, think back about, I don't know, six or eight years ago. What is Amazon Prime? So Amazon Care is their new merge, uh, new emerging version of getting into the healthcare space and transforming it. So it's specifically, it's a primary care solution. And so when Amazon's getting in and choosing to get in, something big is happening. So step one was primary care. Two is Amazon's adopting this model for their own employees. And then third, we're going to be talking about an explosive growth company out of Minneapolis that's expanding 
a direct primary care model, very nimble to the Seattle area. So we're going to talk about that in the second half of our podcast, but those are the big ones. Look for this direct primary care movement. Start watching. We'll talk more about it. Some of the big movers and shakers in healthcare, what are they doing in primary care that indicate this is coming and it's real? And then last but not least, what is, what is nice healthcare and what will that look like for Seattle employers? And I'm excited to share that and to talk about a solution that is new. I mean, we are going to be introducing this across the Pacific Northwest. And Lockton has an arrangement with Nice Healthcare that makes this conversation a little bit unique. But um, Ken, would you tell us what is this arrangement? What does it mean for employers in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, thank, thank you so much for that, Danielle. So Nice Healthcare has had great success in the Midwest. They had it primarily through one broker. And as we started looking at some of the brokers that we know that are thought leaders, Lockton is certainly at the top of that list. So there are brokers for brokerage firms of all sizes, but in our view, the ones that are able to bring innovation with scale, and I think the integrity that Lockton possesses, Lockton was a natural partner for us to expand with, uh, as well as a short list of other brokers and consultants in the Pacific Northwest. So we're super excited that uh, Lockton is on board and that you're here bringing this new innovation to the members that will be listening to this podcast. So it's, it's really wonderful. And thank you for taking the spearhead on this uh, initiative, Danielle. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I think I shared with you both as we were getting to know each other and talking about this content today, I joined Lockton back in September for really one of the primary reasons of their willingness to be in the forefront to drive change and, you know, to do things that are, are progressive and forward thinking in this space. Because if we are ever going to bring something optimistic yeah. and meaningful change, it's, we've got to be doing something different. <laughs> so we are, well we are, said. yeah, glad, glad to be in the boat with you. So let's talk really around this first point about direct primary care. Um, Drew, I know you're passionate about direct primary care. You've worked in this space nationally for many years. Why is direct primary care moving so quickly right now? It's becoming more and more important. And what are you trying to solve for employers? Well, so it's, it's an interesting time. Uh, again, primary care is, at the, at, in the big picture, the spectrum of healthcare, there's very large spend, inpatient, very, we can do magical things almost with healthcare and it can cost hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. At the other end of the spectrum is primary care. And it's just taking care of ourselves. It's the lowest cost end. It's the logical place to invest there have been, uh, for about 10 years, a cottage industry has been growing up here. And so why now, why is this coming to the fore? It's interesting, the largest stakeholders from health plans and health systems and hospitals are all trying to solve for affordability. It's, everything just costs too much. And primary care is the, let's get it done easier, simpler in a value-based way. So that's a big picture of what's happening. Huge stakeholders are coming into this space. There's a, one key question. 
not everyone on this call probably has a full awareness. So what is direct primary care and why it's important? It's a direct relationship between an employer or a member and a physician or a healthcare primary care clinician, a direct relationship between the patient and the clinician. And it doesn't use insurance. And there's usually a membership fee involved monthly. And depending on concierge can cost hundreds of dollars per month and all the way down to $36 a month, which we'll be talking about today. So what is direct primary care? It's a relationship with a primary care clinician that is not heavily financially based and it's not expensive. When we talk about that model of direct primary care, it always makes me think about really how it takes healthcare back to the way I remember it being as a kid when we had a family physician who knew everyone in the community. And if you weren't well enough to come to his office, he would show up at your house and it was just expected. And then somewhere along the way, it devolved into 15 minute windows come in with you know, one reason that, you know, you need to be seen today and we'll bill your insurance for that 15 minute window. And, you know, the quality went down and the cost went up. Why haven't more employers adopted this direct primary care movement? So great, great question. I would say number in a word, it's awareness. So it's such a new thing I will say in my five to six years focusing on this, that they don't really realize there's a solution to the, the conundrum you just described. We've been conditioned to believe that's healthcare. When in reality, this growing industry, which is physician driven initially, and now nurse practitioners and physician assistants in various models are accelerating in the marketplace. Um, Awareness is the biggest one. They, brokers are doing things many times, just the way they've been doing it. Employers are just renewing. And then and what happened is the pandemic really slingshotted. It released a lot of pent-up momentum that was ready to go. And primary care was already building. So anyways, it, at the end of the day, I think most people don't know about it. So it hasn't been widely adopted yet, but it's coming from the bottom up today, and it's about to shift top down in the industry. Well, one of the things I like about the solution of nice healthcare is my experience is often employers think that one of the best solutions is to build an on site or a near site mm -hmm. clinic. And right. they end up really discouraged because the cost investment in that is significant. You need to have lots of employees or have relationships with other employers that are nearby that make something like that possible. And the solution that we're going to talk about today bridges both of those things, I think, really, really well. You don't have to make this huge investment. You don't have to go build a clinic. You can make healthcare personal again without breaking the bank. Let's talk a little bit about the bank and let's talk about how direct primary care works with your existing healthcare plan. 
Sure. Oh, man, there's a lot in that question. And I want to share. Um, it's been interesting. So I've been in the business 33 years. So I've been watching it. If I just Google Earth, go up high and look down, on-site near-site clinics have been going for 40 years, four decades in our, in our business. And it was a replication of the physician office, right? They're replicating brick and mortar. Let's, we're going to, let's pull a clinic in. So brick and mortar based, generally physician based, and we're finding it's very expensive, right? So there's a big, big industry about onsite nearsite clinics. Direct primary care then was a offshoot of that. And really getting primary care to the members is now evolved, I'll fast forward to today, where you can still do onsite nearsite clinics and big companies do. And then also nice healthcare, which is virtual and in-home. So that healthcare you referred to about five minutes ago, the way it used to be, a provider would even come to your house. And so today that's what they do. So if you, if you look at the replication and the redundancies and just replicating clinics, push that aside, remove the brick and the mortar, bring the care to the home and focus on primary care. Let's not go down what stream. There's a phrase that says, dollars you put into primary care are an investment. Dollars you put anywhere in healthcare is spend. So employers really need to take note of a macro trend I referred to in a, a moment ago, which was primary care in itself and direct primary care is a piece of that. And the second one is a shift from facility-based care to in-home care. And number three will ultimately be, how can they integrate that? So we can talk more about that as we go along, but really having this become a foundation of a health plan. So much more on that, but uh, there's, there's a big topic there, but the, the two, two macro trends are the primary care itself, affordable, and then also the, the shift to in-home care and virtual care. So one of the things that stands out to me as you talk about this, you know, where these on-site near-site clinics started and the brick and mortar is that that movement really addressed the accessibility. You know, let's bring that brick and mortar closer to people. It certainly didn't address the affordability. And one of the nice things about this direct primary care solution that we'll get into probably more in the second part of our podcast with you is that not only is it accessible where you need it, whether it's telehealth or maybe someone coming to your home, but this idea that those charges don't then also go through your health plan. So as an employer, the return on investment is significant. And, you know, I don't know if we'll have some statistics that we can kind of talk through in this next piece about what that looks like, but to your comment about that primary care investment, the, the data and the numbers are, you know, they don't lie. And, you know, those who have access to primary care spend significantly less on their healthcare over their lifetime and they live longer and they live healthier lives. Mm -hmm. So that kind of data, I think should really be pushing all of us to look for these solutions that, give people their quality of life doesn't break their bank because what we're doing right now in healthcare costs typically a whole lot more 
And we are not doing healthcare well in that sense either. A sicker population of Americans spending way more on their healthcare than any other developed country in the world. So I'm excited about solutions like this that will really tackle what the root of that problem is. Are you ready to talk about the big A? (laughs) The big A, (laughs) indeed, indeed. There's emotion, a big movement. So yeah, let's go, let's, let's dig in there. Yeah, well, we're hearing it here. There's certainly been movement around Amazon and, you know, some things they've done really well when they've innovated, you know, they like to fail fast. So I guess this would be under the umbrella of things. They're going to put a lot behind it. And, you know, if they, if they can't really make it work, if employers won't trust them to bring them in for healthcare, then, you know, It'll be, it'll be an interesting evolution, I think, but I would like to hear what your thoughts are as the experts in healthcare innovation. Well, so yes, thank you. And so the big A, we're referring to Amazon. So, you know, a big, big employer in our country, very successful company, uh, a lot of employees. So what's interesting is they're on the they're stepping into the delivery of healthcare through Amazon Care and all the features we may refer to here today, but they're also an employer. So they have a lot of employees and they've got a big expensive health plan. So they're trying to solve, which is what they're going to start with, uh, rolling out significant 20, more, 20 or more clinics for their employees and all these big hubs that they're building out for their Amazon distribution. And then there's going to be excess capacity in those clinic ecosystems and those clinical teams that will then be selling that into the marketplace. So that's a little bit about their macro strategy. Uh, They're very interested in getting into prescriptions uh, and other things. So if I look, if I lean back and I say, are they coming in to be the white hat or are they coming in to get their share? (laughs) Let's stay tuned and let's watch and see. Um, but I can tell you, they sure have solved for distribution of getting something to your front door quickly. And in part, that is what they're going to be doing with primary care. So that macro trend, nice healthcare, which we'll talk more about in our later in the podcast here has been doing this very successfully for four years. And when Amazon starts to follow what you're doing, uh, you know, you're going in the right direction. So I share that first and, uh, it's, it's a big movement. Watch it. Look for it in, this, in the news. Watch the media and start paying attention to your own primary care and ask yourself, am I doing enough primary care and can I ha- do I have access and can I afford it? So th- that's a little bit about the big picture and then bringing it down to the member. Is healthcare even, is it affordable? And do you have a primary care physician today? Yes. Now, Amazon, of course, is probably the most notable, you know, interesting new entrant Mm -hmm. into this space, but there are some others. And one in particular that uh, we've talked a little bit about are big moves made by some other large organizations that have been very healthcare deep over the course of, you know, decades. Talk to us a little bit about who those are and what they look like. Great question. So uh, big entrance into this space. So March 16th of this year is when Amazon announced 
Amazon Care. Within 10 days, the following entities said, we're in too. <laughs> so United Health Group, also known by most people as United Health Care, has a secondary entity called Optum, and it's a services company. Optum, many people don't know, um, owns and operates over 50,000 provider clinics, uh, providers in the country. So they're the largest single employer of providers. They've been getting there quietly. Now they have announced uh, an advanced primary care model that they'll be integrating into what I'm, I'm assuming the products that United Healthcare is selling. So the, note the phrase advanced primary care. So direct primary care means it doesn't involve insurance. And if this is an insurance company advancing this, they're calling it advanced because they, the direct doesn't fit their model, but it's, it's effectively the same thing. It's advanced primary care. So United, Optum are in. Number two, Aetna CVS, uh, a day or three later after United said we're in, and they've been building on the strategy for a long time, but uh, they announced it coincidentally. Aetna CVS, they merged a few years ago. They're a juggernaut, a big CVS pharmacy system and then insurance, boom. They're going to be opening 1,500 uh, and activating 1,500 primary care clinics within CVS stores, which is just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg for them. That's a big goal in various communities to be sources of primary care for Aetna members. So similar concept, different door. Uh, the third of three, just in the last week, JP Morgan Chase. Wait a minute, they're a bank. <laughs> what did they announce? So they're getting in too, and it's called Morgan Health, JP Morgan, Morgan Health. And we've heard about them before. So a couple of years ago, and until January, there was this entity that was going to be created who was going to solve everything, Berkshire Hathaway, Chase, and Amazon. And we called it the ABC Project. And they hired a very in intelligent uh, leader uh, to come in and run this. And then in January, they announced they're out. So Amazon, they're not really out. This is where Amazon's going. JP Morgan is coming in for their employees on a clinic model. And Morgan Health, stay tuned for what that's going to look like. And Berkshire is the one of three that's still sitting on the sidelines. And uh, Warren Buffett recently called the healthcare the, the tapeworm <laughs> of, our, of our country uh, because it's, it needs to be fixed, right? So anyways, that's a little bit of who's coming, which validates the, the movement. Yes. Well, I found it interesting that that collaboration of J.P. Morgan Chase, Amazon, and Berkshire Hathaway disbanded. I wasn't completely surprised because I do think ultimately so many folks, you know, really think that healthcare would be easy to fix if just we did one thing or two things. Mm -hmm. And the deeper mm -hmm. you get into this, the more you realize that is just not the case. It is a significant problem that's going to require a lot of smart people and truly a lot of employers to come together and create the change they want to see. Agreed. But, but the other piece to this too, and I want to back up half a step, is that United Healthcare in Washington State, for folks who are listening to this, in the last maybe two years, they've made a couple of different acqu acquisitions here in our state with healthcare providers. So for the first time ever, there are Optum Clinics 
here in Western Washington, and their intent is to have a healthcare provider system through their clinics mm -hmm. from, you know, Bellingham, which is one of the northernmost cities in Washington state, down into the south part of Washington. So all up and down that I-5 corridor, they have some plans. And, you know, one of my question marks just in my own head is that um, here in Washington state in particular, our market has not been very trusting of, you know, insurers that come in with mm -hmm. clinics and, you know, there are even some really interesting opinions about Amazon. So I'm watching and just wondering how many people will trust some of those systems to be their healthcare provider. Time will tell. No, that's a, that's a great point. And I think, you know, Ken, you've got some ideas here too. Maybe you want to share some of your perspective on what does this movement really mean? And what are some, maybe some key points that to bring it home on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think to your point about trusting health systems um, and also the DPC movement, Drew, I think you did such a good job on describing where it's been and why it's here. I, I will say that prior to agility, I did work with a uh, behavior change health technology firm who served the 5,000 plus employers, and for sure, DPC on-site, near-site was a topic of discussion. And I, and I do believe that if you look at the, the why behind that, and we build it from the ground up, you intuitively would imagine if people are looking after their health, and it's done in an environment that makes it convenient you will consume more primary care. A great stat that's been out there for a long time is people don't go in for their preventative care, and that's been systemic for many years. So we, we do hope that through primary care, that will increase, number one. And then number two, I, I see, and Danielle, you probably have a comment on this from your lens, but we are starting to see a lot more employers look outside of their health insurance carrier or their TPA for innovative solutions. So you see uh, almost a movement to say, I'm not going to get everything from my health system. And in fact, that's where I think that the opportunity is, is because employers are still, they're still trying to solve cost always, but they're also more than ever competing for talent. And if you are offering the exact same benefit that every other company has through the list of usual suspects, I don't think that that's really where the innovation is going to come from. So, so we do see this, and I, and I know Lockton also places a lot of clients in innovative technologies such as DPC. So those are just a couple extra thoughts I might add to the conversation on DPC and the movement. But to your point, Drew, part of why DPC hasn't been more well adopted is because of the cost and the scale. So if you have employees in different parts, you need to have buildings all throughout you know, that geographic area and access. So, so as the trends is mo moving now to more virtual care, and as you suggested, Danielle and Drew, an in-home version of that, it's almost like Uber Eats. All of a sudden, Uber is now in the restaurant business because they're bringing food to your home. So that, that's, a, that's an existing channel that's out there for transportation. Now they just happen to be bringing food to your home 
I think that that's a great sign of, of innovation that people relate to and, and can trust. So short summary is I think we, we, should, we expect to see more and more employers looking outside to innovative companies, not in healthcare, but who are coming in to try and help solve some of the toughest healthcare equations, such as Amazon, Berkshire, Chase, and the list goes on. Yes. And, you know, interesting that this is coming at a time, too, when we know that one of the top priorities that employers have is what is this employee experience, experience. right? It's not just about, you know, how much you are paid and necessarily what your benefit package yeah. looks like. We have people that are working in different environments, some who are going to be more remote now than they ever have been going forward. And this need of the whole family that's looking a lot different than it did mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. So as employers are really awesome. doing some assessment and some internal gut checks, this could be a solution that helps make certain things a lot more personal and really meet people literally where they are, where they are, I think is, um, I think is exciting because if we can help people along the way and do it um, at a fraction of the cost, then, you know, that sounds like something that we can all get behind. Indeed. Let's go ahead and wrap up this first portion of laying the groundwork of direct primary care. We are going to have our next portion, which we're going to talk about this emerging solution and specifically Nice Healthcare and what their innovative solution looks like. So join us for part two.